welcome to the Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Jo, I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor and I'm here to smash the taboo of binge eating by bringing you personal and professional experience, real life stories and practical advice to help you get your life back from binge eating. It's so great to be back here recording another episode for you about binge eating and today's topic is a follow-on from the last episode. I'm going to fill you in on the most common everyday triggers of binge eating that I come across in my practice as a dietitian. As we spoke about in the last episode, causes are what starts the binge eating in the first place and triggers are what keeps it going. Causes are more abstract, more complex, whereas triggers, you tend to be able to put your finger on them a little bit more. Of course, this isn't cast in stone. There's no right or wrong. Some things can be a cause. Some things can be a trigger. Some things can be both. But this is the way that I define them. And I think that you may find it helpful. So before we get started, do you know what triggers you to binge eat? Often when I ask this question, the response I get back is, well, it's because I have no self-control and I'm a insert very derogatory comment about oneself here. So one thing I want to reiterate from the last podcast is that this is so far from the truth. Binge eating is not rooted in greed or a lack of willpower or lack of self-control. Binge eating is not your fault. It can be a literal eating disorder, just as valid as anorexia nervosa or bulimia nervosa. So please, I beg you to please offer yourself some serious self-compassion. I'll ask you to clear your head and have a listen to see if any of these common triggers for binge eating may be at play instead. And spoiler alert, I bet that some of these resonate with you. All right, so let's crack on. Here are four of the most common triggers for binge eating that I come across in my practice. Number one is... Limiting your intake of food and calories. I know, I know, you've heard that before. And Phoebe from Friends is jumping into my head right now where she says, wow, that is brand new information. (laughs) But please hear me out on this. Calorie restriction is a very common trigger for binge eating. If the calorie restriction is extreme, so you're eating very little, think like, juice cleanse or some kind of raw vegan, you will feel a strong urge from within that you just need to binge. It will almost feel like it's out of your control, like your arms are just reaching out and taking any food that it can get access to. And the thing is, even if you're not doing something extreme like a juice cleanse or raw vegan, even if you are just quote-unquote eating light, trying to be good or been back on plan. Having set goals about how you're going to eat maintains the all or nothing, black or white thinking. And as soon as one of your diet rules are broken or you go off the plan, bam, you just say, feck this, feck everything. And suddenly you're in full blown binge mode. You may think that you're eating enough for your body But I just want you to be alert to the fact that you may still not be. I'm sure that you have tried to calculate your requirements for calories using fancy equations or online calculators. 
But take it from me, a gal who went to dietitian school, we can never know how many calories is enough for our bodies. Calculating calorie needs is an estimation. And even if we could get to the bottom of how many calories you needed in a day, the number would change tomorrow because our needs for calories fluctuate day in and day out. There are so many reasons why our needs for calories fluctuate. Some we are aware of and some that just take place under the surface. Things that just happen naturally that we have no control over. So things like our age, our sex, our metabolic rate, our lean muscle mass, our activity levels or our stress levels. These are all common reasons why our calorie needs fluctuate on a day-to-day basis. So just to reiterate it again, that calorie restriction is one of the most common triggers for a binge. And I know it can be really hard to not calorie restrict because the thing is, it's glorified to skip meals or eat light or be on a plan. And like, think of it like this. I know that you have done this. You've skipped breakfast and by lunchtime, you don't even feel hungry. And you may say to yourself internally, wow, check me out. I've just skipped breakfast and I don't even feel hungry and it's already lunchtime. And you may give yourself a little pat on the back. However, unfortunately, remember that you may be setting yourself up for a binge at some point down the line. That may be later tonight, it could be sometime tomorrow, or it could be in a few days or next week. Repeat this after me. If you are trying to stop binge eating, skipping meals is never a good idea because your body will never let you get away with missing a meal. It will always try and make up for it. I'm going to say it again, your body will never let you get away with missing a meal. It will always try and make up for it. Common trigger for binge eating number two is negative mood states such as anxiety, worry and guilt. Evidence from research suggests that disordered eating is strongly associated with anxiety. The rate of comorbidity between people with diagnosed binge eating disorder and anxiety disorders are high with a lifetime prevalence of 37%. That means that approximately one third of people with diagnosed binge eating disorder will also have a diagnosed anxiety disorder in their lifetime. The act of binge eating can feel like having a glass of wine at the end of a hard day. It helps to take the edge off and it helps to blow off steam. There's a theory called cognitive avoidance theory that suggests that binge eating is used as a method of avoiding your negative thoughts or emotions. I know you're going to be able to relate to this one. Research has found that there may be feelings of numbness or dissociation from yourself during a binge eating episode, suggesting that you are not thinking about the anxious thoughts while you're in the midst of a binge. It is commonly said that people who binge eat think about food all of the time except when they are actually binge eating. And the thing is, binge eating takes the edge off, right? But it doesn't make you feel completely better. Again, it may be that binge eating is successful in reducing some feelings like anxiety, but it can make other feelings worse, such as depression. And as I'm always banging on about, if you feel that anxiety and depression are really getting you down and affecting your quality of life, Have a think about getting yourself into some therapy. 
with a registered psychotherapist to help to work through some of that stuff. Common trigger for binge eating number three is loneliness. This one can be a really tough pill to swallow, but loneliness is a common everyday occurrence that can lead to binge eating. Loneliness may be one of the most difficult sensations to experience. It's uncomfortable and I know that you don't want to admit that you're lonely, but whether you're a new mum, have just moved to a new city, have simply drifted from your friends, are going through a breakup or hey, you just haven't seen anybody because there's a global pandemic, loneliness is so incredibly common. All of us feel lonely at some point. In fact, last week the BBC reported some new data that 4.2 million people in the UK identify as being lonely, often or always. 4.2 million people feel that they're lonely. That's like almost the entire population of Ireland. This is a real problem and I hope that that just reassures you that it's not only you that feels that way. In fact, there is research showing that young people are particularly likely to feel lonely, with 16 to 29 year olds twice as likely as the over 70s to be experiencing loneliness during the pandemic. And the thing is with loneliness is it's quite a tricky one to define. After all, we can feel lonely even when we're in a room with other people, even when we're in a room with friends and family. And some people can spend time alone and love it, and binge eating is never a problem for them. But for others, spending time alone or feeling lonely within oneself is a major trigger for binge eating. As I've mentioned recently, food feels like a friend when you're lonely. Food is always there for you. It helps to soothe you and often it does help make you feel a little bit better. As we've already chatted about in the last episode, food is a friend that never leaves you passive aggressive voice notes. It provides you with a sense of comfort that you long for but you're not getting from social connection. And to add even more complexity to this, Dieting and loneliness are very tightly linked. Think about all those slimming clubs. You know the ones that they bring you into a room and you sit in a circle and you listen to each other about how your diet went that week. And no shade for attending these programs. I get it. And if you're lonely, I bet that attending groups like this actually helped make you feel a bit closer to others. And if it wasn't for this companionship and community vibe, would you be just as enthusiastic about going? There's nothing more heartwarming than feeling part of a community. And if we're not getting that from other aspects of of life, I have to wonder if the communal feel is one of the main drivers behind enjoying these slimming groups where people are brought together. I sometimes wonder if loneliness is the real pandemic here. And unfortunately, there's no research to investigate this because often it's the slimming groups themselves that provide the funding for research regarding weight loss relating to their program. And I'm pretty sure they ain't going to fund research that doesn't put their group in the best light. So all in all, loneliness is a really tricky one to to define. But one thing is for sure is it's something that's common. And especially now, a lot of people are experiencing loneliness. For some people, and maybe you can relate to this, it can lead you to binge. 
And then as a result, you withdraw further from society because maybe you're ashamed of your actions or you have gained weight and you don't want anybody to see you. Which then can make the loneliness worse because you have withdrawn from society even more. So you're lacking social connection even more. And you may then go back to food as being a substitute for that feeling of belonging and connectedness. I just want to add in here as well that if you binge eat when you're alone, that's normal. It is very unusual for somebody to binge eat when they are surrounded by people. It does happen, that's for sure. But most commonly, it's when you are alone that you binge eat. So I want to just add that in that if that's something that you're experiencing and you think it's strange that you only binge eat when you're alone, don't worry, it is a normal part of it. It's interesting to think about this and I'm going to place some resources for loneliness into the show notes with this episode um, if you feel like loneliness is a major trigger for you and binge eating. Common trigger for binge eating number four is being tired. For some people this might mean being a little bit tired or it could mean that you're exhausted, drained emotionally and physically. Even for somebody who doesn't binge, has no issues with food, has a um, quote-unquote normal relationship with food, being tired or sleep-deprived can throw out your signals for hunger and fullness. And it's normal to just feel a little bit blah for the whole day because you can't tell if you're hungry or full. But for people who struggle with binge eating, after a long hard day of trying so badly not to binge, when you're tired, your guard is down. And it's harder to fight the urges. On top of that, when you are stuck in a cycle of binge eating, not only do you still have your normal life to live, you still have to work, you still have a social life, you still have to maintain good relationships with family and friends, but now you also have this big secret to hide, which is an energy vacuum all of itself. So being tired leads to binging, but then binging depletes our energy even more. I have heard people like you say that binge eating feels like living a double life and living a double life is very draining, time consuming, energy depleting process. So I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that. Good quality sleep on a regular basis is pivotal to restoring a healthy relationship with food. So if you feel that being tired is a major trigger for you, I invite you to not change anything about your food intake or how you're eating or your how you're binging. Don't try change any of that. Instead, start with prioritizing good quality sleep on a regular basis because good quality sleep is the foundation for good well-being in general and trying to fix a broken relationship with food when you're erect is not going to end well. All right, so to recap, four of the most common everyday triggers for binge eating can be summarized into the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T. So hunger is is H, so limiting your calorie intake. A is for anxiety or any negative mood state. L is for loneliness. And T is for being tired. So next time you have a binge, 
take a step back and ask yourself where any of these four triggers at play. And it may not be completely obvious. You may have to explore a little bit, but you'd be surprised a lot of the time a binge can be put down to one of these four triggers, H-A-L-T. But of course, if none of them resonate with you, that is totally fine. Knowing what triggers binge eating is helpful, but it's not everything. So you don't have to understand what has triggered you to move on past binge eating. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and found it helpful. Make sure to give me a DM on Instagram if you enjoyed it or if you have any ideas for topics relating to binge eating that you'd like me to discuss. I am at binge.eating.dietitian. And other than that, I'll just wish you a good day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this repost episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. If you didn't know already, I am taking some time away from the podcast in 2023 so I can focus on smashing binge eating in other ways. I am doing a doctorate degree. I'm doing a doctorate of education degree in the realm of binge eating. And as you can imagine, it's taking some of my time and attention away from other pursuits like the podcast. I am keeping in touch with you on my mailing list though. So if you go to the link in the show notes now, you'll see a link there that says get your binge free week checklist. When you sign up to get the checklist, you will be added to my mailing list and I'll keep you posted on how things are going over there. And I'm sharing all of old episodes because they are full of wisdom about binge eating that I know that you need to hear. So, so please keep listening and I'll chat to you soon over on my mailing list. Make sure you head to the link in the show notes now and sign up to get your free checklist to have a binge free week. And then you'll get my regular emails after that. Until then, please take care of yourself. is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship.